Welcome to the Jinx Dance Media Podcast. This is your host, Jude, and this is where I'll be chatting to you about how to design and create high-quality dance events and creative dance content. I'll be covering topics ranging from fundraising, marketing, production, content creation, design, and so much more so that you can have all the tools and resources you need to stand out and build genuine connections with your audience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's podcast episode. Today, we are going to be hopping into part two of the conversation that I started with Robotmic on the previous podcast episode. So if you've not already listened to that, I highly recommend you go back and give it a listen first for more context before jumping into today's episode. I do just want to apologize for not getting an episode out earlier this month. I did actually have liquid damage to my computer, and then obviously the holidays happened so, but I am going to be posting some extra episodes in December to kind of make up for the lack of episodes in November. And I also will have a end of the year recap episode coming up soon as well, where essentially I'm just going to be kind of updating you guys on what's been going on on my end of things and kind of what to expect for next year as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. But without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump right back into the conversation with Robotmic. You talked a lot about like the whole gatekeeping aspect. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool because even when you were teaching Alex and I how to do like some NPC stuff, it was very much, I just want to teach everyone how to do it. So like people can go and do it in their communities. I love that because as someone who grew up in like a very rural area where there wasn't people who did dance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's hard to get into dance because it's so hard to find people who are willing to share. Mm-hmm. And I think like, A, like the internet is the number one way for people yeah. who live in these, you know, more rural areas who don't have access to like, you know, big cities with communities that are already built into it to get into these styles. Like the internet's the number one way that they're going to find this stuff and start getting into it. And I think too, like just touching on, like I've been talking to some people about this recently, but the whole like loneliness epidemic, I just feel like dance and, you know, animation and NPC is, it really is just that community aspect, like building a community where people don't have to feel so alone. They yeah. feel like they can connect to people through something. And I think that that's like super valuable as well. And like being able to, you know, open that up to people outside of dance and bring them into this so that we can continue to build that community to last. Because, you know, we've also, you know, been talking about this. I don't think this is necessarily true, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, this style's dying and that, that style's dying. And a lot of it is because so many people just like don't want to share information yeah. and they don't want to, you know, pass that knowledge down. And so it makes it hard for people to get excited and get interested in it if it's so hard for them to even find that like educational resource to begin with so I think inclusivity is a big theme that I don't feel is talked about enough in a lot of like dance related discussions especially I don't want to get into the the weeds of definitions and stuff but I feel like one of the biggest problems with the definitions of what is this what is that is it becomes a very exclusive kind of you know it creates lines and community mm. i think is built a lot on inclusivity right it's it's actually really interesting that you say that because i've been having these conversations lately like we're talking about exclusivity mm-hmm. and how it is essentially a way to protect a lot of these communities and cultures and like you know there's a lot of you know trauma and like historical social economic trauma yeah. like built into a lot of these styles and that's why It is the way that it is. And I had Castro on the podcast before and he said it's meant to be exclusive because that's how you protect like the cultural integrity of the dance. And like, I think that's 
a really valid thing to say, but you also make a really great point where like we are like constantly walking this fine line between trying to protect the integrity and like the history yeah. and the culture of these files, but also trying to push them further and like innovate and bring more people in so that we can preserve them and continue to like create more with them. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's very, in it's a very interesting yes. like contradiction. Yes. Um, absolutely. I'm not going to say like one's right and one's wrong, but I think it's just very interesting to think about. <laughs> it's not about right or wrong. It's about what the result will be if you maintain a certain philosophy, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. I struggle with seeing that because I see a lot of that and I want the history to be preserved and I want it to be recognized and I want OGs and their stories to be heard in that place. But mm -hmm. it is my opinion that what happens to these dances is that if they're not relevant to people in new generations, they won't do it. Yeah. I, I kind of want to look into the study of sociology, which probably would explain something like this. It's just mm -hmm. people take art and yeah there's always going to be a subset of people that still like think about music there's people who still like you know some old genres of music and they're like they're still really into it but most people go to the new music that comes out and the new styles of their generation mm. like yeah there's still yeah. people who really love funk music but most people don't really listen to funk music anymore. I, I don't remember who i was talking this about but they're like yeah a lot of like younger generation they don't want to do popping because that's the style that their grandpa did <laughs> And that's not right, cool. Right, that's like yeah. their grandpa's yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's not hip anymore. So <laughs> yeah. my take on that subject is that part of the conversation that's missing is inclusivity of the community. And yeah, like if you believe it should be exclusive, that's fine. But if you want to maintain a community and have people still come to your events and come and do things, I don't think mm -hmm. it's sustainable. Yeah, that's really interesting. I 100% agree with what you're saying. And at the same time, I think like, there is this challenge that like I, I've seen so many people dealing with and like we've also dealt with um, just trying to build a community here in Chicago yeah. where people's attention spans are short. Again, generalizing, this isn't always the case, but in some instances, like if something's hard, like people just don't like they, they'd rather go the easy route. Yeah, and true. so yeah. it's like, how can you? Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, we don't want to create shortcuts necessarily for people like it does take dedication yeah. and commitment. Yeah to be a part of like this community. And I think like in that sense, people have a perception that that equals exclusivity. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think there's a way to still encourage those qualities of like commitment and dedication and like wanting to learn about the history. Cause a lot of people, once they get into it, yeah. they yeah. become curious Absolutely. and they want to yeah. learn. But if you don't give them the chance to learn or like to get into it in the first place, like they're never going to be curious about learning the deeper facets of the style and like where it comes from Absolutely. as well so <laughs> you can't force someone to do something you have to do it this way like that just doesn't work i mean it's kind of like i was talking about videos mm -hmm. it's like can't force people to like my videos i don't want to i want to find the people yeah. who like it it's just different interests and that's okay honestly i hated on tiktok for a very long time because of tiktok dancing i didn't I didn't get it. I just, I it was like, oh, this is just watered down dance. And then I changed my opinion. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. The viewership, they're just not looking at it for dance skill. That's me being a niche artist, judging it based on my criteria <laughs> of 
a niche dance. People just want to have fun. Mm. You know, they're not like trying to be like, you know, super high tech robot animation dancer like myself. They have completely <laughs> different goals. And so, you know, I don't know, once I change my yeah. perspective on that, it's just like, yeah, like I have no problem with TikTok dance content anymore. Like it's just, it works for those people. Yeah. You make such a great point too, because like, I think this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like so many of us dancers just take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> and like, we nerd out over this stuff. Like the fact that we're even having this conversation right now, I think is just an example of how like we just go in circles all the time within the dance community, having like these really in-depth conversations about dance and its place in like history and culture and like society and like all that stuff. And like most people just like don't care about any of that stuff. We get so frustrated when we see like Fortnite dances. My little brother, he's half my age. He started doing dance with Fortnite dances yeah. and like seeing him have fun makes me smile. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though like I was definitely in, a, in the similar boat with you where in the past where I was just like, oh, like Fortnite dances, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, but like watching him, I'm like, oh, it's actually kind of cute. It's actually kind of fun. That's how people get passionate about things in the first place is because they have fun doing it. And if they don't have fun doing it, like why, why else would they do it? You know? So yeah, I think you, I think you make such a great point. And I think we could continue talking about this, but <laughs> I do have a couple more questions that I want to get okay. through. So my next question was going back to the whole online social media presence aspect of all of this. Has any of this with you blowing up, has it created any new opportunities for you? Or has it kind of been the same in terms of just like, I don't know if you're like teaching workshops. I think you might've mentioned that once. Maybe I'm like making that up, but. <laughs> the only formal actually advertised as MPC class I've taught was with clocks at Unimate. Beyond that, I have taught it as an element in general workshops that I've taught. I mm -hmm. guess that is kind of opportunities. I guess generally being known as a dancer and recognized for skill will give you more opportunities for sure within the dance community. For one thing, I got sort of like an award last year in December. It's a, a game developer specific thing. There's a ceremony wow. every year called the Game Awards and they award they honor like 50 people a year. Uh, it's called the future class. It's people who they think are like up and coming in the industry and stuff like that. And so I, I got that award and I do attribute me getting that. I think a huge part of that success was the NBC stuff being one of the accolades that I hold. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Congratulations, by Thank the way. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, it, it was it was really wild. <laughs> I think that was one big thing. And I've been able to collaborate with a lot more people because I'm doing content and I'm doing content that's being successful. I think that helps, you know, a lot of people come up to me and be like, Hey, yeah, I want to do a video, you know, like, okay, let's do it. You know, yeah. like, so that's been really awesome. And maybe not like a new opportunity per se, but there are some satisfactions that are really nice about it. I think one of the most touching experiences I've had since this all started was I had one video that did really well on both IG and TikTok. I think it was like maybe half a million or more on each. And one of the, the people wow. I made the video with me, like sent me a message and he was like, thank you so much for letting me experience what it's like to be an influencer. And like, that's, that's awesome. You know, like I've never, I never intended to have like a social media platform like this. This never was my intention, mm -hmm. but now that I have it to be able to give that experience to someone of like your phone blowing up all the time. Cause 
notifications don't stop <laughs> ever <laughs> for mm -hmm. like a few days or a week, you know? I get that comment yeah. a lot from people and they're like, oh yeah, like that video we made, like it started getting a bunch of likes again. Like <laughs> having that spread of fun with people has been awesome. That's so cool, man. I have one final question, then we'll do like final thoughts and like, I guess, takeaways. But some people will be like, NBC is old. Like I'm over it. Like everyone's just overdoing it now. Do you think NPC is here to stay? Or is it just another trend that's going to fade over time? It's here to stay for sure. It's already actually existed for at least 16 years. And it's already gone up and down across those, you know, crazy video happens, it trends, it goes down. Even the last few years, I feel like it's gone through a few waves. When I started posting videos, I saw new content creators coming up. Before me, there were already content creators that were viral doing NPC stuff, NPC lives. A few years back, there were some NPC live streams in Japan that were blowing up. There were people over there that won awards for their live stream. Now recently, NPC live streams blown up again because of uh, a pinky doll and, and her, the way she does it. I feel like there's enough evidence of a continual pop up of these different takes that it's not going anywhere, at least from a general world sense. Maybe you can make the argument that maybe it won't stick in the dance world that I don't know as much. I'm not as confident mm -hmm. about that. I think it works really well yeah. to keep animation dance more relevant to the young generation and will help keep animation mm. dance alive. But I will feel that that's going to stick around once I see more people adopting it as like a main style. Like if I start seeing people around the world, that's their specialty in animation, then I'll be like, okay, it's going to be stuck because it still feels right now there's like only a few people mm. and I don't know, like, let's say if like clocks and I and Bbox we retired and like it could, I could see it fading away, but I feel like I see enough seeds yeah. around the world of people picking it up and like using it in a dance battle that I think we're actually just starting to see it actually become really more fused with dance. Yeah. And that's something too, like we didn't really get to touch on this, but I feel like it's important. The relationship to music in animation is something that we debate a lot because mm -hmm. right it's like illusion and music are kind of like you know sliding scales you kind of adjust based on like what you're going for in your in your dance and your character like some people focus more on the music mm -hmm. and like the dancing element some people focus more on the illusion and i think npc has a similar thing where a lot of people are like well that's not dance because it's not one-to-one -one with the music so i'm curious like do you think that that has an impact on whether NPC will stay relevant within the dance scene specifically. That is an interesting talking point. I personally mm -hmm. see NPC as very similar to humanoid robot. Anything you would say, mm -hmm. you'd make an argument for NPC. It's the same thing for like a humanoid robot. Like basic robot may be more simple mm -hmm. to connect to dance, or there's a way of doing it that's relevant to like a funky robot or something that works with a particular style it can be musical it's just kind of how you do it it's up to you how much you want to make it mm -hmm. musical and just like a lot of other things in the general category of animation a lot of the the grooves and feelings are kind of they're just alien they're not like normal kind of dancing i guess you know i could say clocks and i have done at least two performances and one of them was like a completely npc performance like two three minutes and yeah it was all musical mm. you animate you switch your anims on b you know that's the basics of it in my opinion it's, it's totally possible to make it all connect to the music and also not connecting to the music at times i think is arguably valuable like i was just actually talking to bop and andre about this we were mm -hmm. having like I think the other night we were just talking about 
animation like you know and there are times in animation you actually either don't need to be connected to the music or it's better not to be connected to the music and it could be a better presentation in those moments Mm -hmm. and what is dance that topic a lot of this is coming from a a, a definition that comes from street dance or maybe comes from hip-hop which has a very specific type of connection to the music but what about all the traditional dances that don't necessarily have that sort of connection or dances that aren't all about hitting the beats what is a Mm -hmm. dance there's a lot there yeah no absolutely i think you're touching on great points and obviously like i don't think either of us have the answers to any of those questions but like I just love to bring it up because I think it's something that gets people thinking a little bit more too because, and I think this happens more in the popping animation side of things, like poppers who do animation techniques. And a lot of them are like, oh, like even if you're animating, you still have to dance, you still have to be like musical. And I'm like, you can be, you don't have to be. Like that's kind of the point of animation in my opinion is like, you got to choose your moments and like first and foremost you need to maintain the illusion. There's valid points like all around about it, but it's just it's definitely something interesting to talk about like what is dance? Does it always have to be like one to one to the music or can you, you know, choose to intentionally not use the music in certain moments to create a certain effect? So like I think that's something that's very specific to animation. Anyways, any final thoughts? takeaways advice if you want to add anything now's the time to do it add anything else that we maybe didn't get to touch on that you want sure to. yeah i guess like the closing thoughts i had for me npc is a way to bridge the dance world and the gaming world i think it's an opportunity to show our glitchy techniques and i hope it brings people to the dance you know i hope it's like someone sees like how are you able to make this npc movement so realistic and they get interested and they become a dancer in our community that is a huge win in my opinion and i encourage everyone to try npc give it a shot make your own skits it's been going on for a long time and there's no ownership here i encourage people trying to mix it with their dance and in general just do it whether it's npc or you're thinking of another kind of content or something just do it just get it out there if anyone wants any advice for being successful you just gotta do things that's the baseline and you don't Mm -hmm. need to worry about the quality you can do reflect do better next time as i mentioned earlier if you put out something that's not perfect no one cares it's lost in memory Mm -hmm. you know a week later like it's just it's gone just work on the next one fire and forget And if you're someone that's worried about what you want to do and trying to figure out what kind of content you want to make, what direction you want to make, a lot of this doesn't have to be just social media content. This could be just life, a job, career path. Just pick something and do it and go towards it and see where you land with it. It's better to experience doing it and be like, I actually don't like this than to theorize about, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this or not, but I kind of want to do it. Yeah, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just, just get it out there and, and see. And the worst case, you know, like even if like on social media, your video doesn't take off or whatever, but you gained experience, leveled up, and you probably created some good memories and putting your goals. I still genuinely like the number one goal here is to make my ideas come to life. That is number one. At the end of the day, that's going to be the what satisfies me. If you, you start asking yourself why you're doing these art forms, why you're doing these things. I mean, it's a good thing to ask yourself why, why you're doing it. And for me, a lot of that is 
very clear. It's just, I have things in my head. I have inspirations. I have imaginations and I want it to come to life. I want it to be real. And that's what I'm doing. And if I create it and it's Mm. real, I gain satisfaction. That is a happiness for me. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you again for just joining me on this podcast. It's been very fun um, and interesting just to like dive into this topic that like I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time now. Um, It's something that like I just personally find really, really interesting. And I think it's like just such a unique subject that I don't see a lot of people talking about. So I really just wanted to like dive into it and get more info. So thank you for sharing and taking the time to do all this. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you again for inviting me. It was a a great pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And for everyone who's tuning in at this point still, I will leave Robotmic's information in the description if you want to go and check them out, if you haven't done so already. And um, yeah, don't forget to rate my podcast five stars if you haven't done that already either. Without further ado, I bid you all goodbye. And I will talk to you next time. Bye, everyone.